The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Welcome to Good Friday. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we just want to uh, welcome all of you to the Good Friday service. <clears throat> just so excited about what the Lord has uh, for us to share with you this morning, the power of uh, what transpired and what happened at the cross and um, the, the finished work of the cross that Jesus accomplished for us. So before we go in, we just want to pray and uh, thank God uh, for this service and uh, mm-hmm. just thank him for today and uh, thank him for uh, uh, all the uh, the rest of the days that are coming in the future. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you. Lord, we just give you all the praise and all of the glory. We're just so grateful for the greatest gift uh, that you have given to mankind, which is Jesus Christ. And for him dying for us on the cross uh, so that we could be reconciled to you. Father, we just thank you. And uh, we are just in awe of uh, uh, the finished work, the work that Jesus accomplished at the cross. And as we get into today's word, Lord, we just pray for revelation knowledge. We pray for understanding. Uh, Thank you, Lord, that you're going to speak through my uh, lips and think through my mind Amen. and Thank minister you, the word unadulterated and unhindered by any opposing force. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say it, amen. amen. Well, welcome. And uh, before we jump in, we have a few announcements yeah, we that um, we, uh, we just want to remind you of. Uh, what do we have? Well, good Friday. Happy Friday to you all. It's just such a great pleasure. Um, to be celebrating this day with you and with all of our campuses out there and everyone else that's just listening to us. You're welcome. And we're going to have a good time in the gospel. Amen. Um, Just for a few quick announcements, um, we will be having communion service today. Um, We will be taking communion. So if you can get your um, communion elements um, ready, um, you know, if you've got some juice, if you've got maybe some water or even some Coke and some crackers or even bread, um, it will it'll work as well. We'll also be having our communion service again on Sunday when we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. So we just want to encourage you to also have your communion elements available on Sunday as well. And as with our other services, we have we have a surprise for you at the end of this um, at the end of this teaching. I'm, I'm actually just going to tell you what it is. Yeah, we've been <laughs> giving away books. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, we, we're continuing to give yeah. away those books Amen. as well. Amen. Amen. So we're going to give away another book. So we just want to encourage you to stay tuned um, to hear what book offer we have available. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we're going to be looking at what happened on Good Friday. And we've got a lot of scriptures to cover. We've got a lot of teaching to cover. So I'm just going to ask you to jump quickly with me to John 19. And we're going to read verses 28 to 30. So that's John 19, chapter 19, verses 28 to 30. Amen. Amen. If you're there, say amen. (laughs) Amen. It says, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith I thirst. And so what we begin to see here is we begin to see Jesus 
on the cross. And so this was, this, was, this was the Friday where he was nailed to the cross. And so he starts to say, I'm thirsty. Verse 29, now there was a set, that now there was set a vessel full of vinegar and they spilled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. And so Jesus said, it is finished. Hmm. And when he was saying it was finished, he wasn't saying that the work of salvation had been completed. And, and how do we know this? Because scripture says, and we're going to be looking at these scriptures today and tomorrow, but scripture says after he was nailed on the cross and he died on the cross, he was then buried, he descended to the lower parts of the earth, and then he was wondrously resurrected and made alive from the dead. Amen. So, right. so when Jesus was saying it, was, it is finished, he wasn't saying that the work of salvation had been completed. In essence, what Jesus was saying is he was saying the word tetelestai, okay? Mm -hmm. And that word, it is finished, is the Greek word tetelestai. And that word means paid in full. That's right. And so what Jesus was saying when he said tetelestai, when he said paid in full, is he was saying that the demands of the law had been completely met. He was saying the demands of justice had been paid in full. That's Amen. Right. And so this morning, we, we're going to be looking at what, what that really means and what that really meant um, and means to us today. So, so, so when, when Jesus was shouting, it is finished, one of the things that he was shouting or declaring was that the dispensation of the law had come to an end. Amen. That's right. Let us go to some scriptures quickly. We're going we're gonna to really... Um, just have a look to see what scripture um, had to say about this. Let's go quickly to Colossians 2. And we're going to read verse 14. And we're going to read it in the Amplified um, Translation. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read in the Amplified Translation. Okay. So Colossians 2 verse 14 in the Amplified Translation, it says, Having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note or the bond, it says in brackets, with its legal decrees and demands. And so, so what the scripture really uh, is talking about here is it's talking about, it's talking about the law, right? Mm. And so it's calling the law the handwriting of the note, mm. the handwriting of a bond, mm. a, a, a debt, amen. amen. And this law had legal decrees and demands which were enforced, and the scripture says here in Second Colossians 2 verse 14, it stood against us. Mm. In brackets, it says it was hostile against us. That's right. So the, so, so the law was hostile against us, church. Mm. In other words, we couldn't fulfill it. Yeah. No one could fulfill it but the sinless, spotless Savior, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus, as we all know, perfectly fulfilled the law. Come on. Jesus fully satisfied the demands of the law, and he paid in full the demands of justice. Come Amen. And Colossians 2 verse 14 carries on, and it says, He set aside and he completely cleared out of our way this law by nailing it to the cross. Come on. Amen. That's the finished work That's of the, the cross. finished work of the cross. Amen. That is paying it in full. Come on. And so Jesus, I, I, I just imagine a word picture of Jesus on that cross, nailing once and for all the law. 
Amen. Mm-hmm. Nailing once and for all this debt that we could never fulfill and decla- declaring it is paid in full. Come on. Declaring that the dispensation of the law has come to an end. Come on. And, 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 and what I like about this is it changes the entire uh, uh, dispensation. It, it changes the entire way to relate uh, uh, with God. From that day onwards, man kind were never to relate with God based on their performance. He said it is finished. Amen. And just like that word titelestai is is the word uh, uh, you know, uh, it means paid in full. Amen. It doesn't mean one big deposit Amen. and uh, now you have to keep up with the monthly installments or weekly installments. No, it says Jesus paid Amen. for the demands of the law in full. Uh, and now all we have to do is to put our trust in that payment and uh, start relating uh, with God uh, based on the payment that Jesus made. And it's interesting as well that after he said it is finished, mm. if you read in Mark chapter number 15, verse 37, uh, it says, And Jesus cried out with a loud voice. I believe when he cried out with a loud voice, that's when he said it is finished. Amen. And it says, And he gave up the ghost. And verse 38, And the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom. So there was a veil in the temple, in the church, uh, in the synagogue, not in the church, in the synagogue, <laughs> uh, which separated the Holy of Holies uh, from where the, the outer court and the inner court and where you and I could, could, could literally were allowed to, 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 to walk into and to spend time into. None of us were allowed to go into the Holy of Holies except uh, the high priest, and uh, so when Jesus said it is finished, it is paid in full, there was so much power released by that payment. And uh, that payment satisfied the demands of justice so much so that this veil of itself, and sometimes when we say veil, people don't, they think we're talking about a lace oh, or a yeah. curtain. <laughs> no, that's not what we're talking about. When, you, when we say veil, I mean, this was a 1.5 uh, meter thick, you know, cloth. Oh, wow that separated the Holy of Holies from where the people were. And uh, beyond that, it was about 20 meters uh, tall, you know, uh, high. And uh, it also had gold strands in it. And, uh, you know, some historians have actually written to say two horses pulling together wouldn't have even uh, torn this veil. So this is a solid, solid, solid veil that could not be cut by a scissors. And uh, yeah, you know, Mark, uh, uh, tells us in verse 38 under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that when it happened that this veil was torn because of Jesus saying it is finished because of Jesus making that redemption for us Amen. at the cross redeeming us from our sin taking on the sin of the entire world remember what John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the Amen. world man I'm telling you Good Friday is a day to celebrate. Amen. He says the veil was torn from top to bottom. And what that meant was now mortal men, you and I, uh, who are not even priests after the, uh, the order of the Levites. We're not, we, we were not qualified. We were Gentiles. But when the That's veil awesome. was torn, That's awesome. Scripture says in Hebrews 4.16, Now let us go into the throne room of grace. Watch this now. Boldly into the throne room Amen. of grace where we can obtain help. Amen. In times of need. What that means is now you and I can run straight into the Holy of Holies without any sense of guilt, without any inferiority, 
without, you know, feeling like, man, if I make a mistake, I might just be killed because Jesus completely paid for the demands of justice and food. He completely paid for the demands of the law in full. It's a, it's a, it's a major payment. You and I are redeemed from the dominion of sin. And you know what else we are redeemed from? From the need to live a life of performance. Oh, yeah. Man, now we can rest in the promises of God. Amen. You know, I put out a post earlier on uh, this morning before we go and look at the things that, you know, Mm -hmm. Jesus actually redeemed us from. Uh, So just so you can have a confidence and and an affirmation in your heart that, listen, I'm redeemed from all these things. I put out a post today. The Holy Spirit, uh, you know, spoke to me in the morning and he said, Tafara, in the times of crisis, uh, what's the first thing you do? And I said, uh, the first thing I, I would do is, uh, you know, probably run to prayer. <laughs> and he said to me, wrong answer. I said, he asked again, he said, what, what's the first thing you will do? And I said, you know, I would run into the throne room of grace to rest in, in, in the finished work of the cross. See, when I was young and the crisis would hit, man, we would go crazy. We would yeah. revert back to performance because I would feel like, you know, I need to do something. I've got to do something. And yeah, we would awful. pray as fast as we can, throwing in any religious words that you can think of. Just fire, anointing, you know, <laughs> thunder. Okay, thunder, 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 thunder. And just throwing anything we can in there just to try and, and, and get the power of God moving. Let me tell you. There's no need for any of that. What you need to do in times of crisis is to go into the throne room of grace boldly. Amen. Without any guilt. Oh, well, Pastor T, you don't understand. I haven't been living right with God. It's not based on what you do or don't do. Without any uh, uh, condemnation. Without feeling uh, any inferiority. You know why? Because Jesus paid it in full. And this is the cross that we are preaching today. And, 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 and so God redeemed us uh, from the dominion of sin. Amen. Praise God. And that's so powerful. It's not based on what on our performance. It's not based on what we all. do. We could, we could never, we could never have uh, perfectly satisfied the law. We could never, we were never meant to perfectly satisfy the Lord. Amen. Though. But Jesus came and he, he, he paid it all in full. Come Amen. On. So that's, that's really powerful. That's awesome. Okay. And so we're going to look now at what Jesus redeemed us from. And uh, he redeemed us from uh, 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 sin, the dominion of sin. He redeemed us from uh, sickness. Uh, he redeemed us from poverty. poverty. He redeemed us from the curse. He redeemed us from many of these things. When he said it is finished at the cross, uh, he literally rendered all these things uh, powerless. They Amen. no longer have any dominion uh, on you. So quickly, Amen. let's go to Galatians uh, chapter number Three, and we're going to be reading from verse 13. Okay. So Galatians, that's uh, chapter number three, from 13, verse 13, 13 to 14. Amen. If you're following with us. Okay. Amen. Okay. So the scripture says, Christ has redeemed. Oh, did you see that word there? It says, hath redeemed us. Yeah, it's a yeah. done deal. It's done. On that cross, Christ hath redeemed us mm. from the curse of the law. Praise God. Amen. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Hmm. And then verse 14 says, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. 
Man, Amen. that's awesome. There's some powerful words that we see in that verse there. He says, Christ redeemed us. That word re redeem is being borrowed from a, a, a scenario where a, a master would go and buy back mm. or, or, or set free, you know, slaves from a slave system. Amen. And so that word redeem means to buy back. And here, when scripture says Christ redeemed us, mm -hmm. it means Christ bought us back. He bought us out of the slave system of sin. Scripture says in uh, uh, Romans chapter number 6, 14, and several other places, it says that we were slaves to sin before Jesus uh, finished the work at the cross. We were slaves to sin. And what's interesting about uh, a slavery is that slaves don't earn money. They That's don't common. earn uh, uh, wages. And so it doesn't matter how hard slaves work, they're still not going to get paid. So they, they can't earn enough money to pay themselves out of the slave system. So it, it didn't matter how much you tried to how keep the Ten Commandments, how hard you tried to keep uh, the 613 laws of the Old Testament. It doesn't matter how much hard you work, yeah. you still are not getting paid and therefore you can't earn enough brownie points to pay yourself out of slavery, yeah. it only takes someone who's outside of Amen. the slave system. And that's why Jesus came. He came from outside the slave system. He was not born of the seed of man, but the incorruptible seed of the word of wow. God. So he was not born with a sin nature. He was born outside of the slave system. And he managed to keep to live a sinless life. Amen, that's very important. Uh, you know, from day one yeah, until you went important. to the cross, he, he yeah. lived a sinless life. And so Jesus came from outside of the slave system and he made a payment for us at the cross. And scripture says he redeemed us. He brought us back. He set us free from number one, the curse of the law, the punishment that was attached uh, to the law. You and I no longer have to uh, live our lives fearful of some kind of punishment for not obeying the law. Amen. Jesus redeemed us from it. What else did he redeem us from? From the curse, uh, the spirit of, 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 of curse that always uh, makes your efforts futile. Amen. You know, the blessing is the opposite of that. The blessing makes your, your efforts prosperous. It makes your efforts uh, fruitful. Uh, the curse, on the other hand, makes all your, your, your efforts uh, futile. So we were delivered. We were redeemed from the curse. That's Man, this awesome. is a... This is the gospel. Yeah, this, this is good news. I mean, this what we see here is what uh, what's called the great exchange, right? So Jesus became cursed. It says, mm. "Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Cursed is everyone that hangs on that cross." Come on, uh, cross he is was made, made a, a curse. Tree. He was made a curse. He mm. became cursed. He was cursed. He became a cursed, mm. so that we could become blessed. Come on. I mean, that's good news. Yeah. that is awesome news. Yeah, and and so when Jesus was on the cross, he took on the curse. Yeah. And now you and I can take on the blessing. blessing. You know, if, if we also try to, to, to take on the curse, uh, it is known in the League of Fraternities, double jeopardy. Uh, okay. Jesus already paid the price. Okay. He already paid the penalty uh, for the curse. And if you were to carry the curse too, you're just carrying something that's already been paid for. Something that you shouldn't and, be carrying. And if you were to, mm -hmm. to, to go to generational curses oh, seminars yeah. and try to fight yeah. uh, this curse in prayer, in fasting, in, in, in doing all of these religious things, uh, all you're doing is shadow boxing. You, you, are, you are in the ring by yourself yeah. because Jesus has already defeated the curse. 
the believers cannot be cursed. Just like the children of Israel, we see it in a type and shadow in the Old Testament that when the prophet tried to uh, pronounce the false prophet, he tried to pronounce a, a curse on them, he opened his mouth and he began to speak a blessing. Oh, wow. He That's tried awesome. it again, he began to speak a blessing. You know why? You can't curse whom God has blessed. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. What he has blessed cannot be cursed. So you and I uh, uh, received the blessing because of the finished work of the cross. So if you are taking down notes, I want you to write in bold. I am redeemed from the curse. And write, you know, again in bold, right under that, I am blessed. Amen. And here's how we receive this blessing. We receive it by grace through faith. Amen. That's how Adam received uh, Abraham. Abraham. Mm. That's how Abraham received yeah. it. That's he right. didn't have to perform for it. He just received it by grace through faith. Amen. Praise God. Praise Man, that's awesome. God. That's awesome. What else will we redeem Let's from? Let's look at the second thing that we were redeemed from. Um, and I'd like to submit to you, we have been redeemed from sickness and disease. Amen. Let's go right. quickly to 1 Peter 2, verse 24. That's 1 Peter 2, verse 24, where we're going to see that healing is also a part of our redemption. That's right. It says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree at the cross, at the cross yep. okay? that we, being dead to sins, should live Unto righteousness. Mm. And then Peter ends by saying, by whose stripes ye were healed. And I, I just want to, let's just focus on that um, last part of the, 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 the scripture there. I mean, it says, by whose stripes? In other words, by Jesus' stripes. And we know when Jesus, you know, was put on that cross, he was whipped. He was striped. And I think they said 39 39 stripes he received. That's right. By those stripes that Jesus received in his body, the scripture says, you were healed. Amen. It's in the past tense. Healing is a done deal. Come on. You were healed. You are healed. And I just like us to look at where this scripture is actually taken from. Amen? Right. Because it's actually taken from a, pro- a prophecy by prophet Isaiah. Mm. In Isaiah 53, um, I think we'll read verses 53 and we'll read verses 5 to, well, sorry, 3 to 5. And we'll read it, if you don't mind, we'll read it in the Amplified um, Translation of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So that's Isaiah 53. And we're going to read uh, verses 3 to 5 in the Amplified Classic. Mm-hmm. Amen. Lots of Bibles this morning. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Isaiah 53, verse 3, it says, He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, mm-hmm. by men, a man of sorrows and pains, and acquainted with grief and sickness, and like one from whom men hid their faces, he was, sorry, he was despised, and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. So Prophet Isaiah began to prophesy about the cross and about Jesus on the cross, amen. And so he also concludes, well, at least these two passages of scriptures by saying in verse 4, surely, in other words, it's a sure thing. Yeah. He has borne our griefs. And I, and I love the Amplified Translation because it actually explains to us what this word griefs means. It says sicknesses. It says weaknesses and distressed. And so Prophet Isaiah says, surely, it's a sure thing. 
He has borne our sicknesses. Mm. He has borne our weaknesses. And he has borne our distresses. Mm. And he's carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. Mm. Amen. Verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and we are made whole. Amen. And so, church, healing is a part of our redemption. Yeah. Jesus on the cross, he became and he took on our sicknesses. He took on our diseases. He took on our sorrows. He took on our pains. He took on our our disabilities, our deformities, so that we could be healed and we could walk in divine health. Come on. That's good news. That's good news. That's awesome. He took every sickness. You know, sometimes, you know, people think that we are crazy when we're telling them Jesus took upon the cross every sickness. You know, and sometimes people think Jesus only took the sicknesses that uh, science and the medical uh, world have a solution for. No, he took on every sickness, the ones that they have a cure for and the ones that they do not have a cure for. Jesus took every deformity, every cancer, every AIDS, HIV, every disability, every, every, you know, every tumor, Jesus took it on the cross. And he said, paid in full. So now you and I can literally go by faith into the throne room of grace and obtain help in this area of healing. And we can say, Lord, I'm trusting on what Jesus did at the cross. And I believe this is what makes Good Friday a good day. Today is a good day. You know, I grew up in a a religious church, a traditional church, and sometimes... Uh, on Good Friday, we would all dress in black. We would all uh, go to church in a sorrowful, somber mm-hmm. uh, uh, attitude, you know, mourning. What are you doing? We're mourning uh, the death of Jesus. Why did they do that to him? Oh, my goodness. All we looked at was how it happened in the natural. Man, when you start taking a peep of what that means in the spiritual realm, when Jesus said, it is finished, he was not saying, my life is finished. No. He was saying, man, this is the beginning of the life for, for, for you and I. This, he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And for us to do that, he took the sin at the cross. He, he took, took the healing. All. He took the, the sickness at the cross so that we, he purchased healing for us so that we uh, might begin to walk in, in health. This is God's will for you. Now, some of you uh, may be struggling with uh, physical uh, ailments and so on and so forth. Man, I'm telling you, when you start taking a peep at what Jesus did for you and me at the cross, man, it, it changes your perspective on, on, on sickness and disease and so on and so forth. We are redeemed uh, from sickness and disease. Amen. Jesus ma- paid, made a payment for us uh, to live healthy. Amen. Amen. And if you go to 2 Corinthians 8, uh, uh, verse 9, we're looking at something else uh, that Jesus redeemed us from. And this one uh, may shake you to the core <laughs> a little bit. If you, you, it's going to shake you to the <laughs> core. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't have a problem when you tell them Jesus redeemed you from the curse. Amen, Pastor. Jesus redeemed you from sickness. Amen, Pastor. Hallelujah. But this one now, they say, hold on now. I, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But we, I'm telling you, Jesus redeemed us 
uh, from this very thing that we are about to read. So pay attention. Mm. Listen to this. Oh, Listen yeah. to what it says in uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Okay, we're, we're going to tell you, we're about to tell you some really good news. It's Amen. good news. So 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, I'm going to read it in the Amplified um, Classic Translation. Mm -hmm. It says, for you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. And in brackets it says, his kindness, mm. his gracious generosity, mm. his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. Uh -huh. And so what's this grace? In that though Jesus was so very rich. Come on. Yet, for your sakes, he became so very poor mm. in order that by his poverty, you might become enriched. Come on. And Amplified says, abundantly supplied. Come on. So, brothers and sisters, here's the announcement. Are you ready? <laughs> Hold on to your seats now. Buckle up. <laughs> Wear your seatbelts. Hold your chair. Hold your chair. Don't fall off. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Jesus redeemed you from poverty. Yeah, you had me right. Yeah. Jesus redeemed you at the cross. That's where he literally bankrupted himself. Scripture says he died naked. We read another scripture uh, uh, earlier on uh, where Jesus said, I thirst. Uh, it has been uh, proven scientifically that the worst type of poverty is not when you don't have food. The worst type of poverty is when you don't have water okay. to drink. Amen. And Jesus went all the way to a point where he had literally bankrupted himself to the point where he, he didn't have water. He, he was thirsting. He literally took on poverty while he was at the cross. He literally took on poverty. Not only did he say, I thirst, he also died uh, uh, naked. Okay. They took away his, his clothes and he died naked. So he became poor at the cross, just like he became the curse at the cross, just like he took on your sickness at the, at cross. the cross. When he walked in the earth, in his earthly ministry, he wasn't, wasn't poor. poor. He was bankrupted. He bankrupted himself at the cross. So that we, through that, that's the grace. That's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that we, through that, might become rich. rich. Amen. So I want to submit to you, brothers and sisters, that prosperity is not an add-on. It's not an addendum. It's not American gospel. It's not something televangelists uh, uh, came up with. It's not something that these comfort-hungry preachers devised. They're not that smart, <laughs> praise God. It's, it's God's Amen. plan for his children. God wants you and I to be prospered, and he redeemed us from lack. He redeemed us. Uh, from poverty. If you read Psalm 103, let's read Psalm 103 uh, from verse 2 to 5. Okay. It confirms this. Uh, verse 1 starts off by saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. And uh, it goes on to say in verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his uh, benefits. Yes. And he, he begins to list these benefits. You see, he says, do not forget his benefits. And he put a semicolon there, and he starts to list these benefits. And he's yes. listing the benefits or, or, or the pecs of our redemption at the cross. And the first one, the first benefit was who forgives all thine iniquities. So we are redeemed from sin. He forgives us of all our sins, the big ones, the small ones, and the average ones. And the past, present, and future sins. Past, present, and future. gone. They've been all forgiven. Amen. All covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Number one, so he forgives us. And if you are, if you are following through, man, you can type. You know what? 
I want to I encourage you to type something in the comment oh, section. Yeah. If you get it's fired good. up, type amen. If you, <laughs> if you get fired up to make a confession, type uh, uh, I'm redeemed from sickness. If you, man, I'm if you get fired up in this poverty thing, I'm redeemed from poverty. I'm rich. Never be broke another day in my life. Just type something of faith in the comment section. Amen. But the second thing we see here is, he says, who healeth? All thy diseases. So the first one, he forgives all, 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 all. all. I wonder what the word all means in uh, Zulu. It means all. all. <laughs> I wonder what it means in Greek. All, all. in the Hebrew. All. All, all, all. all. He Everything. heals you of all your diseases. Amen. COVID-19 included. <laughs> he will Done. heal you. Amen. Amen. Number four, uh, verse four. Uh, who redeems your life from destruction. Some of you have been, you know, fearful about these conspiracy theories. There you go. You have a promise from God that he will redeem your life from destruction. And nobody, nobody's going to destroy you. He says in uh, John chapter number 10, verse 27, no man can pluck them out of my hand. I'm the good shepherd. Amen. That's awesome. I am the good shepherd. No man can pluck them out of my hand. He says, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like that of an eagle. Man, this is prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he satisfies your mouth with good G triple O D. Good <laughs> I things. I need to spell that. <laughs> good things. Man, he satisfies your mouth with good things. It's a part of your redemption. Amen. Man, I'm redeemed from poverty. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. And let me just encourage some of you who have been wondering what uh, uh, life is going to look like after, you know, this, mm. this crisis that we're in at the moment and you're wondering whether your business is going to survive. Man, these are the promises you need to be standing on. Amen. I was saying to uh, uh, our life group yesterday, I was just sharing an encouragement with them and I was telling them, you know what? Right now, before we even get out of this crisis, I want you to realize that there's an economic uh, 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 battle that's coming and we should be building our faith in this area of provision, we should be building our faith in this area uh, of, of being redeemed from poverty. Uh, we should be building our faith in godly prosperity. Man, get every verse you can get and build your faith in this area of prosperity. Because some of you will never ever have uh, COVID-19 attack your body. It'll ne it's just not going to happen. There's only about a thousand uh, people in South Africa, 1,700, 900, that have it out of uh, 60 million in, yeah. in, the, in the country. Yeah. And the percentage of that is 0 0.1. So your, your chances of winning the lotto may be greater like than... than getting I'm not saying go and play the lotto, but I'm just saying your chances may be greater. But here's one thing you may be able to experience. It is the effects of what this COVID is doing to the economics mm -hmm. uh, of this country. Unless... You change your focus from drawing from the economics of the country to drawing from the economy of heaven, mm -hmm. tapping into the economy of heaven. If you start building your faith, man, with the Apostle Paul, you'll be able to say, my God yep. shall supply all my needs. And there's that word all again. All, all. my needs, all. according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, according to his riches in glory, not his riches in, in, the, in the economies of the world, not the South African economy, not the African economy, not the American economy, but the riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, there are riches in glory. God has created one planet that 
all the time. It's called Jupiter. Oh, yeah. At all the time, if you go to Jupiter, it rains diamonds. <laughs> God is just trying to get you to have an idea of what glory is, okay? <laughs> if you go to Jupiter, awesome. it says Jupiter, scientifically, it's been proven it's that it diamonds. rains diamonds awesome. all the time. Can you imagine? That's how big God, God is. That's how extravagant that's God how is. That's how awesome God, awesome God is. is. He created a city, if you go in the book of Revelations, with 12 foundations. And all of them are made out of precious stone. I mean, he's, he's extravagantly uh, 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 awesome. And that one area. gate, that one gate in the city is one big giant pearl. Pearl, man. One pearl. big gigantic pearl that God used to make this. So God is not yeah. cheap at all. Okay? God is, God is, God is, is extravagant Amen. in this area of prosperity. And he will satisfy uh, your mouth with good, good things, things, Psalm 103, so that your youth is renewed like that of an eagle. Amen. Man, we're running out of time. Yeah. We're almost getting to we're 40 minutes. Here. But we're going to read one other thing that uh, Jesus redeemed us from, and then we'll get into uh, our communion. Amen. Amen. And so let's go to 2 Corinthians we're going to read by, uh, 5, 5, verse 21. Verse 21 we're going to read yeah. it quickly. We're going to read it in the King James. Okay. So that's 2 Corinthians 5, and we're going to read verse 21. It says, For he, and this is speaking of Jesus, Jesus. for he, Jesus, hath, oh, sorry, for, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Come on. This is awesome. This is powerful. In the Old Testament, sin would always go to the animal sacrifices. And that was a type and a shadow of the coming Messiah. You know, every time in the Old Testament, uh, uh, once every year, uh, the people would bring a turtle dove, they would bring a lamb, they would bring a fattened uh, ram, a cow uh, to the priests. And uh, when they would bring this, 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 this animal to the priests, uh, the priest would lean in on the animal and he would literally transfer the sins of the people onto the animal and then the people would walk scot-free. But there was something peculiar about the way he did it. When they would bring this animal, the priest would inspect the animal because he didn't want them bringing, you know, animals with de uh, deformities. And, blemishes. You know, this yeah. animal is one eye, you know, one eye animal. No, <laughs> a you're limping not gonna bring, animal. Limping, you know. No, you're not going to bring that. you you, you got to bring a perfect <laughs> sacrifice because... The reason he wanted a perfect sacrifice as a type and shadow was because it was pointing to Jesus, the ultimate perfect sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting is that they would uh, inspect the animal. The animal. Yeah. At, at no point did they inspect the person <laughs> who brought the animal. They would always inspect the sacrifice. Come on. And it's the same thing with us in the new covenant. Uh, God is not inspecting you. If he was... You and I would be doomed. <laughs> God is not inspecting us. He is inspecting the sacrifice that you and I choose to put our trust in. And if we choose to put our trust in the, in the perfect, sinless uh, Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, the, the ultimate uh, expression of God's love, uh, the ultimate expression of his compassion. If we choose to put our confidence and trust in Jesus, God inspects Jesus. And let me tell you, Scripture says he is pleased with Jesus. Well, Scripture please. says in 1 John 2, verse 2, he says Jesus was the propitiation, the atoning uh, uh, sacrifice that fully satisfied the demands of justice. Amen. God is eternally pleased with the work that Jesus did at the cross. Amen. And because of that, when you come with Jesus, 
Man, when you put your confidence and trust in Jesus, God looks at you and he is pleased in you. You are, you are accepted in the beloved Amen. because of what Jesus did for you and I at the cross. And so Amen. this is why uh, uh, we love to preach about the cross. In fact, the Apostle <laughs> yeah, Paul so said in 1 Corinthians 1.18, he says, For the preaching of the cross uh, is foolishness to those who are perishing. Uh, but unto us it is the power of God. Unto us who are saved, man, when we preach the cross, it is the power of God revealed because we understand uh, these truths. And he said we, we will continue to preach the cross. That's what he says in, in verse 23. He says to the Jews, it's going to be a stumbling block to the Greeks. Uh, it's going to be foolishness. See, sometimes when you preach the cross to people who have no spiritual insight, uh, they think, well, your master got defeated at the cross. Oh, no, he didn't get defeated at the cross. They didn't kill him. He laid down his yeah. life yeah. for you and me. And, and when you have that revelation, man, the cross is a symbol of our Amen. victory. That's you know why? Because it is at the cross that Jesus said, it is finished. It is paid in full. It is at the cross that God made it. Jesus made it possible uh, for you and I to be reconciled back to our Heavenly Father. Man, I'm telling you, this is the good news Amen. of what Jesus did at the cross. Amen. And so on Sunday, we're going to take it a notch higher. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about what transpired in the three days and the three nights that Jesus was uh, in the tomb. What transpired spiritually? What does the Apostle Paul uh, reveal to us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? He tells us exactly what transpired in the three days and the three nights. We're also going to be talking about the significance of of the resurrection of Jesus in the life of a believer. Mm, so, man, it's about to get better. Amen. Amen. Oh, <laughs> and I want to encourage you to just share this sermon with your family, with your friends. And uh, I just want to encourage you, man, to, to, to invite people yeah, over absolutely. to this broadcast so that they can hear the good news. Amen. Today is not a bad day. No. It's a good Friday. It's a it's, good, good Friday. It's a good, good Friday. <laughs> And we celebrate, Amen. we join in with all the Christians throughout the world to Amen. celebrate what Jesus accomplished uh, for Amen. us at the cross. Amen. Amen. We're going to get into our yeah. communion awesome. uh, quickly. Uh, we trust that you were blessed with this teaching. If you were, please give us some feedback. Type, click on the give heart. There's five. the heart. Yeah. The, the give thumb, us a thumbs up. The, the, share. the share, you Amen. know, and uh, and uh, type something yeah. in the comment <laughs> section. Amen. And so we're going to go uh, uh, to our communion service. Amen. Uh, scripture, the last scripture we read in Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. One of the ways that Jesus gave us. Uh, to to be reminded of the cross, to be reminded of what he accomplished at the cross. Uh, in fact, the Apostle Paul puts it this way. He says, when you take communion, you must do it worthily, discerning his body. So when we take communion, we don't take communion as a ritual. Communion is not a ritual. Uh, it is not a magic uh, trick to get you healed Communion is a spiritual reminder of what Jesus did on the cross. So uh, uh, the grape juice and the bread in and of itself has no power if you don't discern the body. So the Apostle Paul says as you take communion, you must look deep within so you can start meditating on this sermon, these things that we were talking about. You must go deep within and start meditating on how he redeemed us from 
the curse. He redeemed us from sickness. He redeemed us from poverty. He redeemed us from uh, sin. And as you do that, as you go deeper and you discern the Lord's body, he says you partake uh, of this communion worthily. So that's the way you uh, worthily partake of the communion. It is by discerning the Lord's body uh, uh, at the cross. Amen. And so as we go in, hey, we just want to encourage you to grab your children, uh, your family, get together and uh, get some, some, some water. If you don't have any grape juice, uh, you can use some Coca-Cola if, you, if that's what you <laughs> yeah, have. That's what you have. You can uh, use Oros. You, you can use uh, tea, rooibos, yeah, uh, whatever tea. Or masala tea. Co- coffee. You know, Amen. whatever you have, man. Because it's not in the elements. Amen. It is in the discernment, Amen. what it represents. Amen. And for the bread, you can use... All kinds of bread. Yeah. You know, we've I, actually, I was creative. We've actually used our children's ice cream cones. Ice cream uh, cones. If they knew, we better not tell them. Yeah. You know, ice cream cones, cone. just break it up and uh, <laughs> you get some good wafers there. <laughs> you got to be creative, man. You're on lockdown. You better learn how to be creative. Amen. Yeah. But we're going to read quickly 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 23, and then we will pray. And then we will partake. It says in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took the bread. So you may hold the bread in your hand. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. He broke the bread. And he said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You can say these words after us. His body, His body was, wounded was wounded for my transgression, for my transgression bruised, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace, the chastisement of my peace was, upon him. was upon him. And with his stripes, and with his stripes I, am healed. I am healed. Because of his body, because of his body I, am healed I am healed from all manner of sickness. From all manner of sickness I live I live and I walk and I walk in divine in health. Divine health. You may partake Amen. of the body. Amen. First Corinthians eleven verse twenty five. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me." You can say these confessions after us because of his blood. Because of his blood. All my sins. All my sins. Are washed away. Are washed away. My conscience. My conscience. Is purged. Is purged. From all dead from works. From all dead works. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Speaks on my behalf. Speaks on my behalf. It speaks of better things. It speaks of better things. Than the blood of bulls and bullocks. Than the blood of bulls and bullocks. And animals. And animals. I am delivered. I am delivered from all sin, from all sin, and the guilt of sin, and the guilt of sin. Because of his blood, because of his blood, I now belong. I now belong to a better covenant, to a better covenant established, established on better promises. On better promises. I am. I am the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may partake. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this reminder, this timely reminder 
uh, that's, you know, Jesus died for us on the cross. He redeemed us uh, by his body. He shed his blood and redeemed us from the curse. He redeemed us from sin. He redeemed us from poverty. He redeemed us uh, from sickness. Lord, we just thank you, thank you that we are the redeemed. And uh, we just thank you, Father, uh, for everything that Jesus accomplished for us uh, on this year, uh, a day, Good Friday. Lord, we thank you that now we can walk into the throne room of grace uh, boldly Amen. to obtain help in times of need. Lord, we just thank you and we give you all the praise you, in Jesus', Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Man, we've, we've received testimonies of people who have been healed while taking communion. Mm -hmm. uh, as they lean in and they begin to discern uh, his body at the cross, as they lean in and they begin to meditate on these truths and, and, and this, this reminder, this awesome reminder. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm telling you, we've heard of, of amazing stories of how God just literally uh, uh, delivers people from their struggles and their challenges and their physical ailments. And we just thank God uh, for this privilege and this opportunity to belong to a better covenant established on better promises. promises. And so quickly, Amen. I'm going to let uh, you uh, share with them uh, any announcements that we may Absolutely. have before we close the service. Absolutely. I'm wondering, should we give away a book today or should we... Um, extend the book offer from last week. So we're going to extend the book offer from last okay. week because today's Friday. Okay. It's going to end on Sunday. Amen. So yeah. for those of you who weren't able to join us last Sunday, we are giving away via um, email uh, free ebooks, two free ebooks. The first one is Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People by Pastor Tafara. This is an awesome book. So if you haven't got it, if you haven't read it, please send an email and I'll tell you where to send the email right now. The other book we're also giving away is my book, Design Your Life With Your The greatest words. book ever. Ah. She told me to say that. Oh, yeah. I paid him to say <laughs> that. But these two books are available to you for free until Sunday. So if you haven't got these books, please send an email to admin at faithalchurch.co.za. That's admin at faithalchurch.co.za. And let us know if you want them, and we'll send them through, you, to, through to you as soon as we can. Amen. Praise God. And uh, also Sunday, we're going to be meeting online. Uh, we know that there is an extension of the lockdown, so we praise God. We're going to be meeting online uh, on Sunday as well at 9.30 in the morning. Man, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I'm pumped. We, we're getting ready to uh, yeah, have fun. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped <laughs> for, for what Jesus accomplished for us in those three days and those three nights. And uh, what the resurrection means in the life of a believer. Man, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm looking forward to it. Amen. So, hey, invite family, invite friends. It is going to be, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, awesome. It's also going to be our communion service. So, please be sure to be ready uh, with your communion uh, elements. Otherwise, we love you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.